Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Richard Herring. Thank you. Uh, welcome to the show. Um, I've decided to embrace the uh, King of Edinburgh thing. Uh, I've there, every, uh, I guess there's a lot of Sarah Millican fans in who don't know what this is about. I suddenly realise as I walk out, everyone's staring at me like I'm mentally ill, which I am, John. Uh, so uh, I, I, people have been, I don't know where it started, but I've, um, they've been spreading this thing about me being the King of Edinburgh. I've been asking everyone to stop doing it. Uh, but finally, I just thought I should embrace it. And, you know, if the people want that, then I will become the King of Edinburgh. And so I've decided to embrace it fully. I'm going to rule Edinburgh. Uh, I'm going to be a just king. I'm going to get rid of the trams. No one can say, no one can say I'm populist. I'm not just doing the things. Uh, for all performers, I'm going to take over Edinburgh Castle. You can stay for free at Edinburgh Castle every year. Oh, now the Edinburgh people go, oh, no, hold on. <laughs> Hold on, that doesn't sound right. What about my £10,000 a month I'm going to earn from my flat? So, uh, yeah, I'm, well, I'll, I've got a crown on for the people at home. So, anyway, this is uh, Richard Herring's Edinburgh Fringe Podcaster, as all the uh, cool kids are calling it, Rehefp. Oh, there's a few, not that many cool kids in today, but a few. Uh, and, um, yeah, John's here in the front row. Where, how far where have you come from to be here today, John? Southampton. John... <laughs> John has driven up, from, he's a big Sarah Millican fan, and he's driven up, <laughs> driven up from Southampton just to come and see this and my other show. What a man of impeccable taste he is. Give a round of applause to J John, who is... You do, John, you do know that this goes out for free on the internet. This exact, there's, no, there's nothing different. You've wasted your life. Uh, so thank you very much for coming along. Uh, I've been quite interested. I don't know if you've all, if you all spotted these uh, penises that are on all the posters everywhere, and I kind of... Uh, they're everywhere, and I kind of—they're slightly annoying because obviously they're kind of on your poster with a cock going into your mouth and stuff, and it's kind of. Uh, there's a part of me that enjoys it uh, and uh, fulfills a kind of hidden fantasy of mine, um, but a part of me that is annoyed that I, you know, I spent thousands and thousands of pounds on advertising. There's, there's worse ones, and someone's ruining it. But I can't really complain too much because a few years ago I did a show called Hitler Mustache, in which I um, gave away free Hitler mustaches at the end of the show and suggested that people could stick them on other people's posters if they like. But that was quite a good viral advertising campaign because then in a way you wouldn't need posters because there's a Hitler Mustache on everyone else's poster, and they go, "What's that Hitler Mustache? Oh, it's Hitler Mustache, right?" But what is the? I was trying to work. Out. I know what it is now, but I was kind of. There's no information on the cock as to what it is. There's one of those little barcodes that, if you're young and cool, you'll understand. You can scan it with your phone, and it will take you to a website. But you're none of you know that, do you? So to to you, it to the members of the public, it just looks like someone hates the person in the in the poster and's put a cock on them and gone dickhead uh, beside them. But apparently, it's for a, uh, a, a an act called Cunt and the Gang. Uh, it's not rude because it's spelled K-U-N-T uh, and um, they, uh, they're, uh, they're I think a musical group uh, and they can't they're not, they've are not they been censored from putting posters up so they've come up with this idea but if they're going to do that right it shouldn't be a cock it should be a cunt right it should be a picture then it's a viral advertiser and that's quite good because a cunt is quite hard to draw that is what people would go what is that is that a spider there is that what is What's that's going on? And it needs to be a cunt and a gang of something else. So they've let they've let themselves down. They need to represent themselves. But apparently they've been stopped doing it. The underbelly have, uh, have forbidden them from carrying on doing it, which is good. I'm enjoying uh, the street theatre out there in Edinburgh. Um, I was having a coffee just before the show, and um, I saw a woman arriving with her. She'd bought a balloon with Winnie the Pooh on it for you know one of those little balloons you get in uh, card shops, obviously for I imagine a daughter, a niece, something like that. Uh, and uh, she sat down for a coffee, and I forgot about it. And then there was a very loud bang, and I thought someone had been shot. I thought this is exciting. Uh, it turned out she tried to put the balloon into a bag and had burst it. <laughs> uh, it's kind of good. It's sort of like a street theatre visual. 
there's something kind of quite amusing about a Winnie the Pooh balloon <laughs> that was intended for someone, uh, the tiny child who would be excited about it just being burst and broken. <laughs> it's kind of pure slapstick, so I enjoyed that. And I saw some people yesterday, some drunk men, Saturday night, it's a difficult time in Edinburgh, some drunk men were, they were just uh, coming up towards the Pleasance and um, the, the, uh, the Bristow Square, actually. And there was a girl, a pretty girl, walking towards them. One of them turned around and held his hands behind his back. And what he wanted her to do was for this stranger to jump on his back and give her a piggyback, which was optimistic of him I think <laughs> the optimism brought on by drunkenness and the girl gamely didn't understand what was going on but gamely kind of tried to give him like a low 10 <laughs> behind his back uh, and then he was like, oh, no, no, no. And he was kind of, then he was indicating that she should hop up on his back. It was kind of this beautiful piece of street theatre. She didn't jump on his back because I think if she had, she may have been spirited. She was a very tiny little thing. I think she would have been spirited away. We'd never seen her again. And this would be evidence in court. This what I'm giving. <laughs> what I'm giving. Yeah, I saw her. <laughs> being taken away uh, and we'll have a quick look at the news um, there isn't that much you know it's been a very exciting um, I saw Daniel Kitson in the street uh, the other day and I said to him you know do you want to come on he's not doing a show this year but I thought it would be amazing if he came on the podcast I said do you want to come on be on the podcast you can say no and he said I'll, I'll say no then and I said <laughs> I said uh, if I hadn't given you the option would you have come on he said well I'd have had to if you hadn't given me the option so I blew I blew it it would be amazing. We'll see if we can work on it. I'm still working on Stuart Lee. He won't come on. He was an idiot. He's a f talentless idiot. He's not, he's not the king of Edinburgh, is he? No. Has he, has he got a crown? Made of, has he? No. I've got a crown. I, I didn't buy that myself. Someone gave me that. Uh, and uh, York City won. Well done, York City, yesterday. Away. Oh, no, no more. Another York City fans in. Um, those people who won, uh, they're Scottish people. They won £161 million on the Euro lottery. Do you remember them? Yeah, uh, and uh, what I love, whenever anyone wins the lottery, there's either an article about, oh, they're spending all their money, aren't they cunts? Or there's an article about they're not spending their money, aren't they cunts? I mean, is there, is there some level where it has to be you're spending exactly the correct amount of money that you should be spending? They're the rich enough to buy the finest champagne, but record lotto winners Colin and Chris Weir have been celebrating with water. They've, they're still, imagine they're still drinking water, but they're millionaires, what are they thinking? They could drink champagne all the time. Why are they bothering with water? They shouldn't even be bothering with champagne. They should be drinking liquid gold. That's what they should be doing. <laughs> They've gone to a posh hotel. Uh, and it's, oh, it's only 50, 30 miles from where they live. They're idiots. Why don't they go somewhere far away? They can spend loads of money. Since then, they've seen in the hotel's grand tea lounge toasting their good fortune with mineral water and cups of tea. Imagine. <laughs> if you, you wouldn't drink tea anymore. If you had 100, you wouldn't touch water, would you? 100... 161 million pounds. <laughs> just love the idea that they that they they would be dead by now. They, why aren't they just jacking up on heroin all the time? They could afford the finest heroin. Why are they drinking champagne? Bloody idiots. So uh, there we go. And uh, well, look, we've got a fantastic couple of guests today, and I know uh, many of you have come to see uh, my main guest. Uh, so uh, if she's ready, she was putting her face on. Apparently, she's uh, she's like a reptile from V. <laughs> so I'm hoping she's uh, ready out there. Uh, if she isn't, I'll just fill in some more or pretend to be a hey, hey, oh pet. Uh, so uh, will you please? I'm pretty good at accents. Yeah, uh, I'm pretty good. I can do anything. Will you please welcome the incredible Sarah Milligan, ladies and gentlemen? Hey, hey. Hello. Could you just do? 
Did you just do an impression of me? I did an impression of you saying pet, because that's what that's what you do. Uh, I, got, I, got I wouldn't you. call you pet. <laughs> I have to like you. Oh, you have to be nice. Well, you'll we, be very polite. <laughs> it's a great honour to have you on, Sarah. How are you doing? Oh, You're having I'm a nice all right. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've only done two shows, so I haven't cried yet. Yes. So that's good, isn't it? <laughs> that's good. And what what's your show this year? What's it about this year? Uh, it's just but just stand up. Really? Uh, I like. Well, I don't think you need to have a theme. I don't no. think you need. Do you think oh, you've always? I got always a theme. have You're a good. theme. Yeah. And look, look. You want to take a look leaf out of my book? Look how my career is going, Sarah. Let's compare. <laughs> Let's compare the two things. No, well, last year I wasn't. I was thinking of having a theme last year, yeah. and then I was interviewed for Edinburgh Festivals magazine, just on the phone, and uh, and I was in my nighty because I always am uh, when I'm doing phone <laughs> interviews. It always feels wrong, but it feels quite nice. And um, and he said to me, "What's your theme?" And I thought, "Ooh, let's test the water and see, you know, <laughs> if I need to have a theme, see what he says, and see how shocked he is if I say no." And I went, "No, there's no theme." And he went, "Okay, next question." And I thought, "Fuck, I got away with this." <laughs> so I didn't have a theme. So I thought, okay. well, I'd just do the same again. So it's it, there's sort of a thread running through it, and yeah. the theme is it's all about me. <laughs> That's, That's good. <laughs> it's my favourite theme. It's unusual for comedians to be <laughs> self-obsessed. I'm the least self-obsessed comedian you'll ever see. I just write a blog every day, do about three podcasts a day. Yeah, uh, so uh, <laughs> don't worry about that. But your first show had a theme, though, kind of, didn't it? Your, your yes, the, the show well, that broke you. Yeah, yeah, they, should, they broke me. Yeah, broke you. <laughs> 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 I think it was the topic of the show that broke me and made me become a comedian. It broke, broke you in a uh, good way. Yes, because I think when you do your first show, it's hard to get an audience, so you have to get an audience yeah. on. You have to have a hook, I think. Yeah. And my hook was uh, my divorce. And, you know, you can't, you know, it, that's what made me become a comic, so I thought I'd give that a go. And uh, and it was still a lot of my material sort of loosely sort of woven around the theme anyway. I still, because I just, I know you do a theme and you're really good at it, but I think if I was like, I'm going to do a whole show about cheese, then <laughs> I'd have like 10 really fucking good men it's on cheese and then the rest would be oh just it's i've just got loads of jokes on meat and i don't know how to weave it in uh i did i did do yogurt one year so they say it is doing it is doable and i did oh, manage, yeah. i did manage to make that yogurt routine last an hour on one occasion so i, I did manage just the yogurt yeah, for I, did, an I, did, hour. I did i did, I did it was, there was four or five routines in the proper show but i did a couple of extra shows called just the yogurt where wow. i where i made the, the usually 20 minute yogurt routine last for for an hour it, was, it wasn't even a challenge Did to me. Did you have to be a fan of yogurt to come to the show? <laughs> well, oh. I think so. Well, there were any fans of mine in anyway. It didn't go down very well. So, uh, <laughs> oh, so you didn't, it people... wasn't funny, but you did it. <laughs> yeah. a, lot, a lot of people expecting a bit more yogurt, than, right, a bit more actual yogurt rather than a bloke just talking about yogurt. Yeah, you're like a yogurt tease. You? <laughs> you didn't even get yogurt at the end. <laughs> you don't just, just talk about yogurt and then remove the yogurt mm. from the situation. But I always did Me. say, you know, at the end, people, you know, people would really fancy a yogurt after the show and they always did it's like this this year I do a routine about Ferrero Rocher chocolate I should really get sponsored and everyone comes out going oh, I really wanted Ferrero Rochers at the end I did try and get sponsored by Ferrero Rochers yeah you could have they, just had a I, little stall at the then, end because uh, I think they'll just nick it anyway it's a really nice story about me doubling up Ferrero Rocher chocolates every year and it's not wreck it as a romantic gesture for my girlfriend uh, and I think it would make a, like a really good advert and I expect it will do and I won't get any money for it because uh, that's what that's what advertisers do right? and there's nothing else you can you can't replace Ferrero Rocher with something else because there's nothing else as fancy as that. There you can't isn't. say, like, I've got her a box of Smarties. It's not the same, <laughs> no, is it? No. And you can't make a pyramid out of Smarties. Well, you can, but you're not, yeah. very, good, not very good. You've so never spent a lot of time with Smarties, <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> so, in a way, because I've never been married, you see, so I, I've never been divorced, but I think, in a way, I'm thinking about marrying my girlfriend just so I can Does divorce she know, her. Or? No, well, yeah, she, okay. uh, she th I'm, I'm pretending, I, I undermine her all the time, and I. Oh, I bet uh, she, she's, she's, I bet she's she loves way. That. 
She's way too. Well, maybe she can write a fucking show about it. <laughs> <laughs> she, she probably has, but she's um, she doesn't know how great she is, and that's good for me because she's way too good for me. So it's lucky that she doesn't realise how brilliant she is. But uh, so I just subtly undermine her to keep her. I go, yeah, you are. You know, I am too good for you. So just shut up, do the washing up. <laughs> so I'm going to marry her, pretend I'm in love with her, and marry her. Right. And then in two years' time, I can divorce. I've built up this year a romantic show. Two years' time, I can do a show about what bitch she is and everything. Kind of that. Is that how I it like, works? I like that you're planning your shows more than your relationship. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that's how my life works. I'll do something for a show that I wouldn't possibly do. Somebody said to me because somebody said that you have to be sad in order to be a comic. Like yeah. if you're you're happy, you can't. But it's rubbish, isn't it? Do it you? is rubbish. Yeah, because I thought that was the case and then I, when I did my second show and I had a nice boyfriend and things were going quite well I had a little flat and everything and I thought this is going to be shit uh, but it still went okay so it's nice to know that you can still be funny when you're happy it does people make up these things they want that to happen you know mm. and then like it's, you know sometimes they go because this year my show this year is a little bit sweeter than the ones in the last in the last two or three years they go oh now he's happy he's lost his edge you go you realize I wrote the other shows in the last two or three years when I was just at the beginning of the relationship and like filled with happiness so you yes. know it's kind of you can you're still able to be bitter you find things to be bitter about oh yeah I think as you get it's older, right? It's part of right? the job, isn't it? Yeah. It's part of the job. When you get as old as me, you'll find something to be upset about. I think I nearly am. That's what's terrifying. <laughs> I can't believe that. Are you still... Have you been the same age for a while? Have you got, like, a show? Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, there are some people that I used to be younger than and now I'm older than. Uh, are you one of those? No, I'm not. I've got a showbiz like, age. Because I did a show called Oh Fuck I'm 40, so that kind oh, of slightly, that slightly anchored me in there. In there. It'd, be, it'd be difficult to go, I'm full, dear, I'm 40 again. Yeah, and my, my <laughs> Twitter uh, is uh, Sarah Milliken 75. Yeah. So everybody, in, in people, although there are idiots on Twitter, as we know, who think, oh, there must be another 74 Sarah Milliken. <laughs> <laughs> I know none of you and you're all lovely people. Uh, but yeah, so but so I can't I've given it away. But I quite like giving it away and yeah. so that you can't deny it and you, you have to accept it. how old you are. And you know what that's one of my oh fuck I'm fifty will be the show when I'm fifty. So you know at least well, that's you're planning really far yeah, ahead. Planning for ahead yeah. uh, and then oh fuck I'm, I'm dying. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I, I'm pretty sure I'm not going to get to 50. I don't think I'll be on 50. I might have to do RPM 45 or whatever it's called. Well, you could just do 50 a bit earlier. Could <laughs> do. Just if you don't think you're going to make it. You can't do oh god I'm 49. It doesn't have the same ring. Does I'll it? soon be 50. Last night I was I was writing a script on a Saturday night. I had to write my Radio 4 script that I've just about finished now. If you're coming to see it, uh, and uh, which is on tomorrow, so plenty of time for <laughs> I was thinking early. you were a bit premature. <laughs> Swat. But I was eating. I ate a big bag of crisps and a big box of Maltesers, and then I woke up this morning and I had a real pain in my chest. It's still there, so I think I'm probably, I think I've probably pulled my shoulder. But if I go down, you're taking over, John. You have to take over and carry on interviewing do Sarah. Think, do you think Maltesers give you a heart? They might. I think that enough of them do. Fuck, <laughs> we're in trouble. <laughs> We both enjoy eating, and that's good. It's what I oh, like I about it. you, Sarah Milliken, amongst many things, Thank you. is that you are a regular human being, and yet you're on TV as well. So, like, and what normal. you're a normal person on TV, and like TV, the people who decide who goes on TV don't. They sort of tend to go for young people. I'm not saying yep. you're old. No, but I'm not young. Uh, I know very, that. very beautiful people. I'm not well, saying. I'm not uh, saying you're ugly. <laughs> I'm not saying. I'm not saying you're ugly, but they go for very. They go for attractive. <laughs> they go for. <laughs> I'm not saying you're old. I'm not saying you're ugly. I'm not saying I'm not those saying things. You're fat. That's the I'm, next not saying, one. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying you're northern. I'm not saying oh, you're you asexual. Northern. But <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not saying I wouldn't touch you with his. But I, uh, I'm not saying that. 
What are you saying? What I'm saying is TV people are very shallow and they put on some little bright 20-year-old com- comedian or, com- or female comedian and, th- and then they don't have any live experience. They have nothing to say. They look nice. And, and then what I really... The favourite thing I've seen on TV this year... I'm not saying you don't look nice. I'm not saying... <laughs> I put lipstick on for you <laughs> lot. It's a podcast. I knew there was no way. I knew there was... I knew there was no way of broaching this. In a way, this is a compliment. In a way, in a very subtle way. <laughs> very roundabout. But what the funniest thing, I think it was this year, it was either this year or last year, but the funniest thing that I've seen for a while on TV was you on the Graham Norton show because you were sat in between uh, Vince Vaughan <laughs> and P. Diddy and you told, and you, you told a story about um, your boyfriend essentially performing cunnilingus upon you. Yes. Whilst oh, you, I'm bragging. Whilst you, uh, yeah, it's, it's good to he know that he does He thinks I'm quite that. nice, you he see, does. that's the problem. He does. Uh, uh, yes. But then, and, and that you wanted to uh, fart at the time. Yes. And not only was it a very funny story, but the look on P. Diddy's face <laughs> as you were telling this story was the most incredible piece of comedy <laughs> I've ever seen. It's just a funny story, and then just juxtaposed this should never happen. I mean, it just it should happen, but it never happens on TV. Well, I just decided to, because I, I, when I'd only found out, I knew I was going to be on it, but I only found out who the other guests were when I watched the previous week's program, and they said right. next week, and and I was sitting there go, on my own, and my flat going, "Oh, you're joking." <laughs> I thought, I'm yeah, not yeah. going to treat them like big stars. I'm just going to treat them like people. Absolutely. And uh, and just sort of bring it... I think that's why I was there. I think, you know, you get slaughtered on to sort of bring things down a little bit, I, su- I suppose, because they're all a bit like, oh, big stars. And then there's just some northern woman that they have never heard of. They have no idea who she is, but the audience seem to like her, and she's talking about <laughs> farting in a boyfriend's mouth. Um, we've all done it. Uh, haven't we? Oh, all uh, into <laughs> your boyfriend's mouth as well. Let's see it. He's gone. We've all done it. He loves it. He loves it. He <laughs> just he does go elsewhere for it sometimes <laughs> if I'm if I'm busy uh, or you know if I if I'm not very farty that day, just goes out in the street. You can pay for it. It's fine. Um, but yeah, but that was yeah that was it, it was just really nice just being just me. On yeah, it. Do you know what I mean? There was no airs and graces. Absolutely, well, it was very natural. And then, and then and then you were riffing with both of them. I mean, then he, 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 he kind of he kind of came out of his shell a bit and started talking about uh, how if you, you can't trust a woman unless uh, she's yeah, farted she, yes. in front of you, not into your mouth though, right? I don't think I don't think, I don't think, I don't think it has to be into your. Well, because he said if if, she, if she's lying about the farting, what else is she lying about? <laughs> yeah. I thought you made a very valid point. I'm not sure it's. I'm it not sure failing to fart <laughs> is lying exactly. It's going, holding in a fart is kind of politeness rather than ha ha ha. What they don't know no. is that inside anything, my sphincter there I'll, is some gas. They'll <laughs> never find out. I think it's quite nice not to do that. Well, I if want you can to help be considered it. honest in a relationship, so I make sure that I muster up as many farts as I can. Sometimes I eat things specifically so that he knows that I'm t- not telling any lies. It's, so it's, it's nice. Right. It's nice to have that in a relationship. And you're going out with a comedian, so yes, we are. A, stand, a very fine stand-up comedian. Are you? Um, is it difficult? I mean, I am as well, but is it difficult? I'm not going out with him. Uh, I'm going out with the comedian. Have you in his mouth, though. I, say, I, I win. <laughs> We do a 69 <laughs> fart thing. It's quite hard to uh, engineer. Uh, but uh, it's a simultaneous... Don't fucking, don't fucking start with me with your farting in the mouth. I can top you any time. So you may be able to top P. Diddy, but you can't, you can't top Richard Ang when it comes to spunk and shit. And <laughs> Let's blood. give it a go. Let's blood? A blood. Oh, yeah, not so oh, keen on blood. <laughs> okay. No. Not so keen on blood, uh, but it, how, does it work? That you, do you write each other's? Do you, do you, something funny happens, like this instance, and he's there. 
in the, the you know well, the other end he, of this is he thinking oh I want to write a routine about someone farting in my mouth not luckily uh, <laughs> <laughs> he didn't know <laughs> no luckily he's he does one liners yeah. so his are mostly based on wordplay mm-hmm. uh, so it's more likely that I'll say a phrase that he then reverse engineers a, a joke out of but if something funny happens between us I get it hooray <laughs> <laughs> so it actually works out quite well but sometimes I'll say because he puts jokes up on Twitter and sometimes I'll say I will have, we will have had a conversation and he will have seemed a little bit distant and then <laughs> he hangs up and two minutes later there's a joke reverse engineered from something I've said on the phone so uh, <laughs> uh, that's why you were distant so you were typing at the same time uh, but yeah so it works out quite well yeah and do you, but do you find because if you're both on the road or you're both do you, do you spend a lot of time apart or do you get more time together because you are you know uh, in the daytime and stuff like well that? we get we get daytime together sometimes yeah. uh, but also because we don't live together we live in we live 90 miles apart which I recommend no. for every relationship uh, <laughs> awesome so I'm in Manchester and he's in Birmingham and it means that if ever I do any gigs sort of south or sort of Bristol or Cardiff I just drive back to his and yeah. if he's up so we sort of have it's like we both got two flats if that makes sense yeah. but what I like is that um, whenever we're apart um, we miss each other, Aww. and I think no, I think because I think you know I've I've lived with a man, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> if you can call him that, and um, <gasps> no, uh, it was definitely I checked he had all the right ingredients, um, ingredients. <laughs> <laughs> he had a cock and balls. That's what I'm saying. Um, Puppy dogs, tails, snails, slugs. <laughs> yeah, all of those up. things. And uh, you do sort of normal kind of kind of slightly tedious domestic things together mm. because you have to because that's what part of living together we never do that so I never I never do any ironing when he's there I never do any housework when he's there because I just do it when he's not there so when we are together we are fully together and we do fun things so mm. it actually works out really well do you only live 90 miles apart because you started farting in front of him that's the that's the that's <laughs> no, the he big moves question I think because I was in uh, South Shields and he was in Leamington Spa and then I moved to Manchester and he moved to Birmingham so I think gradually very slowly we're moving in together <laughs> <laughs> we'll just end up in Stoke on Trent. <laughs> I hope not. Um, and you're doing loose women now, which I thought was a, uh, an odd move for Sarah Millican. But are you, why? Are you why oh no, interested. Why an odd I move? I didn't think. I thought. I don't. I thought you were classier than loose women. Eh? That's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and it seems to be I, common I, opinion uh, in the room. That's <laughs> Although they're changing a lot of the, a lot of them are being kicked mm. out. And is it? Is it? Is yeah, it I've kind left. Of blood, blood on the stairs. Have you gone as well? Yeah, yeah. So you were only there for a very brief time. Yeah, I started in January. And I only did it like once a fortnight, and I right. really liked it because I don't, I don't have anything. You know this. You don't have anything where you see the same people regularly, and it was lovely to have that because it felt like sort of, it felt like work in a nice way, so that you get all the benefits of going somewhere. And I was going to say where everybody knows your name, but that sounds like cheers. Um, <laughs> didn't shout Sarah when I went in the room, but I tried to ask them, but they wouldn't. Um, <laughs> but. It was nice just going somewhere where I recognised everybody and all the, the crew were the same and it was lovely. And I really enjoyed doing the show. I really yeah. liked it. Um, but then I've got uh, a big thing coming up in the autumn that I can't talk about. <gasps> Exciting. Wow. Uh, but it means that that's gonna, a lot of time is going to be spent on that. And also I'm going on tour again. And it's just tricky because, you know, I had to be in London, you know, sort of yeah. once a fortnight or once. And it, you kind of always work it out. So, so yeah, so I'm, I, am, I am no longer loose. I am very tight. Good. <laughs> but I've got to keep my mug, which is very exciting. <laughs> you lot don't give a shit. But I've got a mug with my name on. Shut up. Which of the loose women was the most annoying person in real life? Did I you like them all? Well, I sort of, I did like all the ones I worked with regularly because yeah. he sort of ended up on the similar sort of lineup. So I was always on with uh, uh, like Denise and Carol and Kate mostly, mm. and sometimes uh, Linda Bellingham. And I like them all. Oh. Sorry, you wanted some gossip. I did. But I wanted to. Yeah. 
wanted the loose women to turn on each other. I'm trying to get in the Daily Express uh, gossip <laughs> column again. <laughs> Surprising. It's just, it's, it was nice as well to work with a lot of women because I don't work yeah. with women an awful lot. And um, and it was really nice to, sometimes I'd walk in the room and there'd be all of the, obviously the loose women, but also the director, there were two directors and one was female and the exec was female. And it was just nice to be in a room with nine women and it not be issue, you know, yep. wasn't wasn't a big deal. Good. That's told me. That's told me. It's not a funny answer, but and I felt like I had to slam him. So <laughs> I have to be told. Every day I'm looking back at a previous Edinburgh Fringe. If you have any interesting stories about the previous Edinburgh Fringes, have a little think. I'm just taking it. It's basically, I've been up here so long. It's my 24th anniversary, the first time I came up, and I think there are 24 shows. So I'm doing a story from each year, as it sort of turned out. And I, every year I forget, every day I forget which year I'm on. I think it's 1996 or seven. It's the year I did Punk's Not Dead, anyway. Which I know it's the year I did um, Excavating Reacher, Punk's Not Dead, was yesterday, which was, I was writing plays back then. I was like Ernie Wise and uh, penning plays and uh, I did a play about an archaeological dig called Excavating Rita it's a very clever play <laughs> play on words uh, and uh, I wrote it and it's kind of weird because I've got to the point when I'm writing like my other stuff even if I end up being in it I kind of don't think about myself being in it I think it's good to sort of divorce right. so you don't aid you don't end up just giving yourself all the funny lines but also you think you've got to think of it as a writer first and so I wrote a character that I thought I probably would end up playing but I wasn't sure who uh, ended up at the end of the play completely naked apart from his socks uh, having sex with a skeleton in a grave uh, was, it, was this based on like something that you'd experienced? <laughs> <laughs> the, the whole play was, but this 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 uh, I was this, joking. this particular bit was not. Uh, the, the play was based. I did do archaeological digs when I was um, in, my, in my year off, but the character I played wasn't me because even then I was like 20, 30 years old or something. So um, I uh, I wasn't playing myself. Trevor Locke played me. Do you know little Trevor? Oh Locke? yeah, little small, Trevor. <laughs> small face Trevor. Trevor Locke. He still <laughs> yeah, he still looks tiny. Size. He's like forty years old now. But he, I still think of him as little baby. Uh, and uh, but then I remember it was always it was actually all right it's kind of have you ever been naked in anything on tv or on stage have you never done that kind of stuff no no did you think that i would have done uh, i don't know you never no. know sarah you never i've know. got a bit of class <laughs> uh. i have no class and i end up i end up doing this nude scene. i kind of i was arguing with the director saying i don't think he should be nude and uh, as the as the as the actor even though the right as the writer <laughs> i thought he definitely should be <laughs> and the i wasn't also the director that would be insane if i was just arguing <laughs> having a three-way argument with myself <laughs> but, uh, but the director insisted that I did it naked, which was correct. But and it was actually very liberating. I mean, I've done a few nude things now. I think I may be an exhibitionist. Uh, but isn't it because you can get a laugh? Like, a, like. A what do you? What are you saying? <laughs> it was very sexy. I'm not saying you're not it was attractive. A very, it was a very sexy. <laughs> uh, but I think a woman naked is different from a man naked. Don't it you is definitely is. <laughs> they've got different. They're definitely. I've had sex in everything. <laughs> I just think men think that they can get a laugh off getting the knob out. Where yeah. if I just like got a flap out, <laughs> exactly. That's not laughing. That's just <laughs> sort of repulsion, isn't it? It's not just the, the same. one would be going. What's going? What is that? What's well, you know, whichever oh, one was oh. swollen at the time. <laughs> See, <laughs> not funny. Disgusting. Didn't actually can definitely beat me on the labial humour. <laughs> Definitely, I've got nothing on that. <laughs> so, um, but anyway, there was, it was always fine, and it, felt, it was quite. It was quite. Once you've done something like that, then really nothing else can really harm you because you kind of. I was very scared about doing it to begin. You're a bit worried, fellas. You know about. Uh, well, one of two things that could happen with your penis. Uh, the basic, the extremes is what you're worried about. You're worried about it being coming out and it's just a bit cold or something, and everyone will think, "Oh yeah, look at him with his little." 
baby cock. That's what I'm thinking. Uh, <laughs> or you're worried that just before you go on, you know, you'd think of something rude and then it's the oh, opposite problem. So is that problem. not a good thing? Well, not if you come up with a full erection. I'm <laughs> saying I think I'd be, I think I would be, and especially back then when it was quite, you know, it's nowadays it's, you know, pointing at the floor. You know what I mean? I know, I'm talking to you. You probably haven't, you haven't even had an erection yet. You know, you know what I mean, John, don't you? Some, when you were younger, it was... Uh, it was, yeah, I'm right up again now. It's you know, So anyway. Um, it's See, not I, I think if a man came out on stage yeah. and had, a, I think I'd applaud that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe even stand up you and applaud that. You haven't seen my erection. Not God. yet. I'll show oh, you. Oh, is that I'll the sh- end of the show? <laughs> 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 I'll show you later. But it was all fine apart from one time. It was the one time, there was one time, I don't think sure this is the ty- same occasion, but there was one time where I ran out on stage naked and it was a rake seating and just level with my penis, and uh, you know, some distance away. Luckily, were the three fifteen-year-old girls who'd come to the show, and so that was kind of a really horrible thing where you kind of look out and these girls are just looking back, and that's all I could see with these girls looking back. Were they doing this? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they were going. Oh. <laughs> um, but, uh, they just instantly decided to be lesbians. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was unsure, but now I'm definitely <laughs> certain. But there was one time where the show just hadn't worked. Usually, this got—I'd come on and it was—it was—it was actually dramatically necessary and correct. I—I I wouldn't do a nude scene just gratuitously, uh, and um, <laughs> unless you want to, now you want to have a look. Uh, but uh, but uh, there was one time where the show hadn't really gone that—the well, play hadn't gone that well—and I came out and there was just nothing. There was just nothing. Usually, like, Way! you know, and really big laugh just mm. came out to nothing. It was kind of really weird. And then uh, I, I, there's a, about five minutes into the, this bit, I get punched out and then fall down on the floor. And uh, usually then the, one of the other cats would throw like a, a bag over me that covered me up. So at least I wasn't just lying there with my crowd. But she threw this on me and it missed. <laughs> so I, I then had to lie on stage for 10 more minutes with just my cock on my le- on the side of my leg there. <laughs> and I was knocked out, so I wasn't allowed to move. And I was just kind of thinking, this is the worst, most embarrassing. <laughs> It's just with an if they'd liked it, it would have been okay, but it was just this the it wasn't going well and just lying there with your cock it was pretty much the most humiliating thing that's ever happened to me. So um has anything like that have you ever been lying there with your cock out on stage in the It's always in my bag. Um, <laughs> what's uh, your what have you got a favourite Edinburgh you've done like what well, like, four, four or five? Four, four, yeah, four well I did uh, big value the package thing and okay. then I had a year off and then this is my fourth solo show. Um I did have, it's not anywhere near as good. You should probably go in second. Your, your oh, cock story is much better. Sure. Um, you're, you're I think, because um, I don't... Really I can look like P. Diddy, as you're telling, if you want. <laughs> That's going to work really well on the podcast. Uh, <laughs> Uh, no, I had because I don't really drink, uh, and I certainly don't drink during uh, the fringe because it's work, and I think that I should be, you know, I need all of my brain cells working uh, mm, double. Uh, professional. Uh, that's why she. That's I'm why glad she's you doing so well. <laughs> <laughs> that's where I've been going wrong. Getting, getting drunk. But I, uh, so I was with a couple of friends, and we were walking past the Gilded Balloon, and uh, one of my friends said, "Oh, I want to go in the bar. What's the bar in the Gilded Balloon where you have to have the wristband?" Oh, the loft bar. Yeah. yeah. And she said, oh, somebody I know can get us wristbands. And I refuse point blank to go in anywhere that you need to have a wristband because I think it's really wanky uh, to sort of, you know, only cool people can go in. I mean, you know, I, 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 I'm never normally one of the cool people that's asked. That's why it's quite easy to avoid places like that. <laughs> uh, and uh, she said, do you mind if I go? Do you want to come in? And I said, oh, I don't want to go in. And she said, well, do you mind if I go in? So she went in. And uh, so me and my friend, my other friend, went over to the Pleasant Storm and we had hot chocolate instead. And it was one in the morning we had hot chocolate. And two little kids, like 15-year-old kids, came in running in and said they had Takes to see Daniel Kitten, uh, um, in my opinion, uh, the greatest uh, comic uh, the UK the, the has produced. Not on this and stage, um, not on this particular stage. Uh, the greatest comic not on this stage. 
Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's just that uh, yeah. Wow. Touchy. <laughs> I thought that was common. Has he got opinion. a crown? That's what I'm asking. Has he got a crown? <laughs> Has he got his own crown? He doesn't need a crown. Uh, do, have people of their own volition started calling him the King of Edinburgh? No, they haven't. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. They haven't. The okay. list said Would that, you agree that he is at least very good? Yeah, he's all right. Okay, he's all right. Uh, It'd have been better if he'd agreed to come and do this but rather than saying he didn't want to do it. Oh, it's good that uh, you're not petty, <laughs> though, isn't it? Um, and uh, so these kids came over and said they had tickets to see Daniel Kitson and they couldn't go. Did we want the tickets? So we, of course, we wanted the tickets. And it was sort of with these one of these one off things at the Spiegel tent. So we go, we go across uh, with these tickets and we ran so quickly that my friend is even better endowed up top than I am. So we had to hold reboot or ran, which is, you know, <laughs> it was always fun anyway if you imagine that it's a man. And, um, <laughs> uh, although how a man would have to do it with his hands behind his back doesn't work. Uh, and we got there and we watched Daniel Kitson and it was amazing. It was proof to me that you don't, it just, fun doesn't always come from wristbands and doesn't <laughs> always come from alcohol. You know, we yeah. had hot chocolate. And, but then during the show, this is a testament to how good we think Daniel Kitson is, that during the show, somebody threw up on my friend's back and uh, just vomited fully, like all over our back. And um, five women and men around just got tissues or wet wipes out of their bags and we cleaned her up and just stayed. <laughs> That's how much we wanted to see Daniel Kitson. <laughs> <laughs> so it was, th- instead of it being the night that we didn't go in the laugh bar, yeah, it was yeah. the night that, you know, a did clean sick off my friend's back did while he laughing. Did no, he laughing. No, thank God he didn't know. Because no, we would have no, yeah, been in the show, I think. <laughs> so my, my story doesn't have any cocks in it, though. Sorry. No, that's all right. That's fine. The, the next question I'm going to ask you does. There's a question I ask. Um, <laughs> so it's a good link. There's a question I ask all my guests. I want you to know this isn't just specially for you. I've asked everyone oh, okay. from the beginning. What would it take for you to fillet the actor Keith Allen? What what would you need in return for that? Fiverr. Fiverr, good. That's good to know. <laughs> Everyone Could he has wear their a price. mask? <laughs> Can he be silenced and wear a mask? <laughs> no, well, no, wear a mask of your boyfriend. Oh, Could do that. That'd be nice. Be They're kind of romantic. Like it, it cocks different. Today. <laughs> um, it's older. <laughs> <laughs> They do Where change. Where do all these grey pubes come from? <laughs> they do change. Uh, I don't... Uh, there's nothing. There's nothing. Nothing you, no. would, nothing you would no, do. No, no. What if... Uh, you, I you can't even... I'm rubbish at like, thinking about other men when I'm in a, when I'm in a lovely relationship. I can't... Yeah. Like, uh, like if, say, for example, I was fantasising. Yeah. Uh, I can't... It, it feels weird to fantasise about blokes that aren't my boyfriend mm-hmm. because I'm sort of like, oh, I can't, you know, go away, Denzel Washington. <laughs> 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 feels uncomfortable. Maybe we'll just go for tea. I have no uh, discomfort with fantasizing about other people <laughs> other than my girlfriend. One of my uh, one of my previous girlfriends <laughs> asked me uh, if I, I, I ever she said do you ever think about other people when you're wanking and she was really kind of cross that I would do that and I didn't have the heart to tell her that I usually thought of other people when I was having sex with them. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Now she knows. <laughs> well, she doesn't know which one. maybe maybe she yeah. does. maybe she does if you remember asking the question. Um, so uh, my show's about love this year. Have you got what what do you think love is? Do you think do you think uh, you can answer I that think question? Love is a good topic to write a show about. It's an excellent question. I'm hoping you'll give me some material <laughs> and I can use it. So th- and then I, I can think? wipe this tape. Um, I uh, let's oh, what is love? Um I I had quite extensive dental uh, work recently. Okay. Uh, there's, a, don't worry, there's a point. Uh, and because uh, I'd, um, I'd been to a dentist and the dentist had fucked all my teeth up, so I had to go and get them all corrected by a different dentist. And it was a lot of root canal, a lot of a long time in the chair and stuff. And uh, and I, I was um, uh, working in London a lot as well. And what I'd have to do is get a train up to, because my dentist is in Birmingham, don't ask. And I used to have <laughs> to get a train up. But what my boyfriend would do is he would come and pick me up at the station. He would drive me half an hour to the train sta- to the dentist. He would sit outside for anything up to two hours. 
and like or go to a cafe or whatever and read the paper and stuff. And then he would uh, drive me home and tuck me in while I had some Nurofen. And oh. I think that is love because there was nothing in it for him at all. He just wanted to make me feel better. And I think that's yeah. that's a definition. Or Go on, sorry that's my like relationship. <laughs> that's just, you know, he's got that in the bank, isn't that's in the bank. Go when you are next time you're arguing or next time he wants something, you go, remember that time? Uh, that's it's it's love as long as he oh, never goes. Do you remember like the, that. Do you remember the fucking time I took you to the dentist, you bitch? Suck my cock. <laughs> fight fart in my fucking mouth. Go and eat some beans. Probably when you're all numb <laughs> with it after fillings is probably quite a good time to suck a cock, isn't it? It's a good time to pluck your tash and all that. Because it's all numb and you can just <laughs> pluck away. Um, no, he's not. He doesn't. If if he is like that, then he has an awful lot more in the bank than he ever Aww. withdraws. That feels wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why the word withdraw just made me feel a bit. <laughs> uh, so yeah. So no, I don't think he's. I think maybe he's a nicer person than you are. I think he probably yeah. is a nicer person. You may. <laughs> you chose. You chose well. He had the choice of me or him. You chose well. <laughs> I didn't know I had the choice. Yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah. I'm, I'm very. I'm just. I'm, I'm, I'm not picky at all. So it's. Uh, <laughs> Whoa! You bring us on your show. <laughs> and you insult me. Is this so that you can be nice to your girlfriend? You just it take it out on other women. Is that <laughs> it, could be, it could be. Misplaced misogyny. Is that what it is? As long as I know, that's fine. As long as you know what it is. Um, and if have you seen any? Have you seen anything in Edinburgh yet? Yes, I have. I've what seen quite a seen? few things. Um, I saw Craig Campbell, who was very good. Oh, Craig! Yeah, he was amazing. Yeah. And uh, Scott Capuro was very good. Oh, yeah. uh, I haven't seen anything rubbish, which no. is I don't know if I've just picked well or if I've just you know avoided pitfalls. But yeah. I've, I've, I've done I've seen about ten shows. I've seen nothing. Is I'm that get, I'm getting everyone not to come on my show, so I don't have to go and see their shows. That's the. So you think this this bit of chat and yeah. insulting me is the same as come to see me do <laughs> yeah. an hour of material I've worked on for eight months? Yeah. That's the same, is it? I think it's I think this is better <laughs> because, uh, <laughs> because I am here making it funny. That is what. <laughs> <laughs> So you think the people that have come to see me, if I just play your podcast, um, <laughs> little bit of pretend radio that won't be taken onto a radio station, that's what a podcast is, isn't it? Yes. Um, you think that's as good as seeing me live? That's the same. No. I'm in it though, right? So yeah, I think so. I think so. Why haven't you this seen is, any shows? Are you going to see some shows? I will do, but I'm really just, I've taken on way too much and I'm a very old man <laughs> and uh, I'm trying to write this. I've been trying to write this fucking BBC Radio 4 script for like two weeks. I've never worked harder in a script in my life and got nothing done. Every time I was writing, like got every, every time I looked, I thought there's like half an hour's more work and I finished it and I worked for two hours <laughs> and there's still more to, it's like stretching out. It's like in a cartoon where they're running along a corridor and it just keeps on stretching oh, out. Oh, you're not as efficient a writer as you think you are. No, I think. Well, I'm not at the moment because I'm trying to do two shows and then you just. So you when know. are you writing then? What, well, I, what time of the I day? I got up at seven thirty this morning <gasps> to write to finish this script off. I didn't intend to, but I woke up and I thought right. I might as I might as well get on with it. So I think I've finished it. And you're doing it tomorrow. Doing so it then tomorrow. after that, does that mean you can see some shows? Yeah, hopefully. But but also it's kind of weird when you know what it's like if you're on in the evening anyway. You kind of ninety percent of the shows are kind of gone because yeah. you know I can't see anything between like seven and and. Half ten, really. Mm. So it, uh, so I can come see you in your in extra your shows. massive extra shows, which there's still there are still some tickets left for that. Yes, because you've um, sold out way in advance with your. Yeah, regular who knew that was going to happen? Yeah, I was, no, I was genuinely shocked. That's why I'm not doing the full run at the assembly hall because mm. I thought, I, you know, I just I just thought it was ridiculous. But then they sold out, <laughs> so hooray! Uh, but yeah, so I've got uh, extra shows at the ACC. See, the good thing about me is if you just fancy coming to see me and it's today, you could probably just rock. You up. can just rock up. <laughs> <laughs> no pre-planning is necessary. As long as it's not Saturday and. 
even yesterday there were two tickets left just at the last minute. I think they did go, but someone will have arrived at, at one minute to showtime. Can I have two tickets, Rich Herring? Yes. Uh. I'm surprised you felt you had to ask. Are there any tickets left for Sarah Millican? No, not in 2012, no. She's sold out. She hasn't even announced the show. So do you think it's people who have come to the assembly and seen that I'm sold out and then they work yeah. their way down eventually to <laughs> yeah, get to your show? To yeah. I, think it, I think it probably is. Don't, I'm very, don't. Oh, he's I'm been very... horrible to me. <laughs> Just fighting me corner, that's all. <laughs> I like it. It's feisty. That's why I, that's I really liked uh, And it's in my show. I used to really like Julia Swaller in Press Gang. Do you remember Press yes, Gang? Yes, I do. And she was a very feisty character. And she would take no shit and be ball-breaking. That's the best kind of woman in the world but then I went out with Julia Swala wow because uh, you thought she wasn't acting yeah, you I thought, thought it was a I documentary thought was, I thought it was really a, she wasn't the same as, as no because she was acting yeah yeah that's and, that's, uh, that's what acting is then she asked me if I always thought about her when I was masturbating and uh, <laughs> I said no I'm thinking of a character you used to play <laughs> Fletcher was in that, wasn't he? Was yeah, or yeah. I'll tell you backstage, I'll tell you something about Dexter okay, Fletcher. Uh, <laughs> 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 the, I'm not, yeah, I haven't yet lost it because I've got a great, it's just a horrible story, but not about him, about me. But, uh, oh, so I'm not going to tell it. Uh, we're going to, because it's time to get, <laughs> I'm not going to tell you. Uh, it's humiliating. Uh, so I'm going to... Uh, what, going that's to never stopped you before? <laughs> I know, I can't. I can't believe. I mean, the thi sometimes there are things that I think in my head that I think, oh, I better not say that. But yeah, it's that lovely, very rare. That lovely lying on a stage with your cock on your leg was totally acceptable. It's amazing. It's amazing that I sometimes self-censor. I think, oh no, that one's too far. But I, I do find, just do find that with comedy that I, if you are doing stories about yourself, the things that I, the stories that I think, oh, I, I don't think I want to tell that in public end up being the best stories do you do that do you, do you tell quite personal stories yeah I do I, everything I tell is everything I say is pretty much true or yeah. based on truth and I think yeah I think you have to if you're going to go that route and, and be honest about things I think you have to it has to all go out there yeah. and it is annoyingly always the ones that you're embarrassed about that are the <laughs> yeah. ones that are the funniest yeah. okay well I'll tell you backstage and I might we'll see if we t I'll tell you when we come out we might do that be something <laughs> that'll be an exciting I might do it tomorrow but, you have to, um, um, but not on the actual podcast so you have <laughs> all you people have to come back and watch it not just because Sarah Millican's on you bastards uh, so uh, <laughs> Uh, now it's time Love for... Love you. <laughs> 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 Not you, them. I know, I got it, don't worry. But that's just for people at home. Not Rich, I don't love Richard. I love <laughs> everyone, on, uh, everyone in the audience, people I don't even know and I haven't met. Yeah, thanks. Well, they, uh, they've not been horrible to me. <laughs> <today>, so. <laughs> so anyway, we've got a... Uh, every day I like to give... Uh, uh, to bring someone who's doing a great, great show at the festival on and do, do a little tiny bit of their show or some, some stand-up at least. Uh, and these are shows you should definitely go and see. They've got definitely come with my recommend. They're way better than Sarah Millican. So will you please... And you, so have you seen this show then? Have TV. you seen her show? Have you seen her show? No, I haven't seen no, either so show. You're recommending shows you haven't seen. Pay attention, <laughs> kids. She's lying to you. I bet it's um, brilliant anyway. But you will go and see her, won't you? I will, yeah. Good. Yeah. So we've, I've seen her do lots of stand-up for and She's really good. And she's well pretty as well. Unlike Sarah Millican. So will you please welcome... <laughs> Cocksucker. <laughs> will you please welcome the amazing Sarah Pascoe, ladies and gentlemen. That's one of the worst intros I've ever had. <laughs> I'll be honest, and I didn't expect it from Richard Herring. Um, there's a lot of pressure on me to be pretty now. Um, uh, God, pretty, not funny. Um, I'm not good at... Um, I, I'm quite tired today. I'm not good at the boy-girl stuff. I'm using the, my opportunity at the festival to try and meet more men and um, try and understand you better. 
Because I just, I don't get you. Like, I'm trying to work out what actually makes you tick, how you work. So um, I started reading my penis enlargement span. Um, <laughs> just to try and figure out what's actually going on. It's very fascinating reading, actually, because all the titles of the emails, it says things like, um, enlarge your girth to please her or not satisfying your woman, we can help, or impress your lady with gallons of super ejaculate. And, um, and my problem with that is, and this is to the men, uh, stop pretending that it's for us. <laughs> it's not, is it? Uh, men want big penises to impress other men, don't you? It's a status thing. I think, and it's, and it's your own fault because you look at each other's willies all the time. Don't you, like, in the toilets and after sport and when you're drunk. Um, <laughs> and you're always having a little look at your mates. Like, I think it's very sad that men get upset about penis size. Um, because, uh, well, that, this is the thing, because like, these penis enlargement products, they're invented by men. They're marketed by men. That spam is sent out by other men. Isn't it? And I know that because if women sent out spam, it would say things like, enlarge your emotional capacity to please her. <laughs> uh, not satisfying your woman, try a massive cuddle she could fall asleep in. <laughs> um, impress your lady with gallons of questions. <laughs> Listening to the answers. Yeah, it's sad that men get upset about penis size because the fact is, if you did do those three things, you could make any woman happy, right? even if you didn't have a penis. <laughs> and if you don't believe me, ask a lesbian. <laughs> I will tell you. I'm not a lesbian, but I think this is common. I sometimes worry that I might be, but I'm just too embarrassed to do anything about it. So I just carry on having miserable sex with men. <laughs> <laughs> My way. I think it might be partly my fault. I'm not actually very good at picking them. Um, all of my lovers have exactly the same thing in common. They're all slightly more attractive than a night bus. It's <laughs> <sighs> partly my fault as well. I do, I like a boy at the moment. I like a boy, but he's not my boyfriend because um, I've realised that there are distinctions. So if you sleep with someone on a daily to weekly basis and you're going out with them, and if you sleep with someone every two to three weeks, then you're what society would deem to be... Like, fuck buddies, um, but me and this guy, we have sex about once every three months, um, which I think puts me in the stepdad category. <laughs> um, but uh, I do like him and I want to see more of him. Um, so um, uh, I've been reading all those books that give you dating advice. So I started off with this book called The Game. It's very famous. Uh, the Game recommends that you should suppress your own personality and prey on the other person's insecurities. Which didn't really um, work for me. So I, I've been reading, because there's loads of other books to give dating advice. So then I read the Quran, um, <laughs> which recommended that I shut up and put my hair away. Um, I, I, but that didn't work either. So uh, there's loads of other ones, like Jerry Halliwell's autobiography. That one was quite helpful. Um, she recommends that you should be as thin as possible, and then they don't even notice that they're going out with you. <laughs> so great advice. But the best one was actually um, Nelson Mandela, Dating Guru. Um, now, he's fantastic. The whole book's great, but he's got this chapter that's just about texting. And um, he says that you should send a text which is funny, clever, exciting, sexy, and then ask a question so that he has to reply. Um, so I've been working on this one for quite a, a while now. So it says, um, ha ha, I just fell over. It's funny, isn't it? On the way to Freud's house. <laughs> Clever, isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah, okay. With a wild lion. 
exciting. <laughs> In my best underwear. Sexy. <laughs> Me, not the lion. <laughs> Just a bit more funny. <laughs> What's your mum's name? <laughs> so... Just waiting for a reply. Thank you very much. I'm going to hand you back to Richard, who's one of the least best-looking male comics on the circuit. But he makes up with it with his great personality. Um, <laughs> it's been lovely to be here on your podcast, Richard. Thank you very much. Um, I'm, I'm on at seven at the Pleasance Dome. Sarah Basco, ladies and gentlemen, seven o'clock at the Pleasance Dome. Lovely. I tell you, there was some sexual tension backstage uh, with me and me and Millican there. I tell you, it was pretty. Really? We've been building. Yeah, oh, we didn't see it. That, um, <laughs> I thought it was just awkwardness. <laughs> Is that not sexual tension? No, that's just 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 tension, Pat. <laughs> okay, just tension. Oh. Oh, that's where I've been going wrong. So it's time. <laughs> You're for just you. making women feel tense <laughs> and thinking <laughs> that they're sexy. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't work like that. <laughs> One of these days. Uh, so, look, it's time for competition. One of you, I haven't told you what you're going to win, have I? Let's have a look at this. Lots of prizes. You can win tickets to see Gavin Webster. Like Gavin Webster. Oh, cool. He's I very love good. Gavin he's Webster. very he's good. Brilliant. Marcus Birdman. He's so dreaming. Very good. So, we'll give us some of those as spot prizes as well. You can win a copy of, uh, what's this doing here? The Complete Cumpkin by uh, As It Occurs to Me. Yeah, not none of you know what that is. That is. Um, <laughs> You can also win a copy of... Uh, oh, look, I would drop everything, Sarah. I don't know what's wrong with me. Uh, Hitler Moustache, a brilliant uh, DVD by Richard Herring with an extra disc you can't get anywhere else. Uh, well, you can. You can get it from www.gofasterstripe. It'd be rubbish if I was just giving out <laughs> the extra discs in the street. Yeah, do you want an extra disc? And you'll be excited now. A £40 wine voucher. Do I get £40 of wine? From www.nakedwines.com. Yeah, that's not so bad, is it? Now naked you've wines. Up. Why are yeah. they naked? I don't know. That's is just that what, what the delivery man looks like? Uh, maybe. <laughs> They've just sent me a load of these. And if you're at home and you run a business, just send me some free stuff. I'll give it to someone in the audience. This is the top podcast. This has been the top podcast in the country, maybe the world. I thought probably, it was probably just the country. For, uh, <laughs> for like three weeks. That's I thought unheard it was of. number six. No, it's number one. Really? Yeah, number one in the charts. It's been there. Is that because you're the king of Edinburgh? It is because I'm the king of Edinburgh. <laughs> and you can be my queen, baby. Play your cards right. No thanks. And then we can. Put, why don't we do? Why don't we get married and then do a show about our divorce together? That'd be a new thing. Yeah, <laughs> just in separate. Just it's, a lot, it's a lot of work, though, isn't we it? We could put a screen down the middle of the of the stage and then just both do an hour at the same time, shouting, <laughs> shouting honest, over each other. Like, oh, shut up! No, that's it's very similar to yeah. what we've just done. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> So, <laughs> there is a chance now to cutting off Sarah Milliken's applause so people, don't, people at home don't, don't realise that what it's for. I just oh. did a brilliant thing, uh, if you're at home. <laughs> uh, yeah, we, we're going to do some statements that are either true or false. You have to stand up. Everyone stand up. If you're standing up already, you just have to be honest about whether you're still in or not. So everyone stand up. Uh, with a chance to win some free wine uh, and uh, DVDs. Uh, if we're going to make some statements that may be true or false. If you think they're true, put your hands on your head. If you think they're false, put your hands on your bottom. If you get it wrong, you have to sit down. We'll whittle you down and someone will win that stuff. Do be honest. Self-police. If you see anyone cheating, tell the police. Ring the police. <laughs> 999 if you can get are phone these reception. Are these comedy questions or just there general questions? Anything you anything want. You it can like. be anything you want, but you can reveal true things about uh, <laughs> any comedians you know. I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> uh, given what I just told you backstage. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> uh, or anything you want. I'll start. I'll, I'll get the ball rolling. It can yeah, be about yeah, anything. Uh, I'll, and you can just think of anything. It can be stuff from the show. Uh, 
you'll all know that Robert Robert Robinson, uh, the uh, t- the nineteen seventies uh, quiz show host and presenter, died uh, recently, which is very sad. But unfortunately, I just been on my uh, on the internet during the uh, during <laughs> Sarah Pascoe's uh, bit, and uh, the sad news has come through that Kenneth Kendall, the TV presenter, uh, newsreader Kenneth Kendall, has also died today. Is that true or false? Put your hands on if you, think, if you think it's true. Put your hands on your head. If you think it's false? Put your hands on your bottom. You, <laughs> you don't have to play. You can if you like. Sarah Millican is I playing. I whether along. you on the internet <laughs> in the break or not. <laughs> the answer is false. I do that one every day. So that's just a that's just a that's just a tester to get rid of. That one day he's going to die though, and then I'm going to fucking get everyone out. Of Bang! Are you going to do this podcast till then? <laughs> just in case. Do you know Kenneth Kendall lives with his partner, who's a man on the Isle of Wight? I have you know never that? heard of him. He's a beekeeper. Is that bad that yeah, I've never heard? Is. Have you heard of him? No. So Kenneth has anybody Kendall. heard? Give us a cheer if you've heard of him. Yeah, Kenneth okay. Kendall from Treasure Hunt. Oh no! You remember Treasure Hunt? You I were too busy Treasure looking Hunt. at Annika Rice's ass. Wasn't you? That's your problem. <laughs> she was the star of the show. <laughs> yeah, though, was she not? It was. Have you got a statement? Uh, no, do another one. Another <laughs> one. Um. <laughs> I'm not ready for another one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's your show. You should I have think, prepared. I think about it while you're doing yours. That's how it works. The uh, comedian Paul Sinha, who uh, we uh, we had on the other day, he is uh, he is a world champion at uh, Scrabble. Is that true or false? He's won actually the world championship of Scrabble. True or false, he's big in quizzes. Does he like Scrabble as well? That is false. He hasn't done that. that is, uh, so sit down if you got that wrong. We're not doing very well, so we've got to, got to whittle them down. Um, you can just do a fact about yourself if you like, and then it can be you can just make something else up about yourself. About myself. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's do it. Um, my bra size... <laughs> yeah, that's good. Talk about what you know. Yeah. Is... Massive. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's labelled as. Uh, <laughs> my bra size is. Uh, let's. Um, let's, thi- let's think if let's I can make something up. Is uh, 36 H. 36 H. True or false? Does it? Do they even go to H? I don't know why I'm asking you. I'm asking the youngest boy in the room. Have you ever taken off a bra? No. No. <laughs> Normally, <laughs> well, if you ever find out, if you ever do one, let, let me know, and I'll do the same. If I do one, I'll let you know. What's the What's the answer? It's true. That is true. So wow, they oh, are, oh. that is massive. <laughs> Not all the girls. <laughs> the girls high fiving each other, going, "Yeah." I, I looked. I, I looked at her tits and I asked her. And I said, "Yeah, that's thirty six. Yeah, that definitely. Well, we, that we're def- really whittling them down, aren't we? Definitely is. Um, uh, <laughs> Uh, Frankie Boyle, the Scottish comedian, who uh, there's pictures of all over this room. Uh, He uh, he plays, he's the world champion at Scrabble. (laughs) (laughs) Is that true or false? Right, is anyone, if if anyone wants to go for true, and I'm, I'm, that could have been a clever ruse, I'd win immediately. It is false. I didn't get any. I didn't get. I was just. I was treading water. So you had to think of another one. It's kind of hard. After I've done this, this is the eleventh day I've done this. It's quite hard to keep on coming up with lies. I've got one. Have you? Yeah. Let's go. You, you go. Richard Heron's bra size <laughs> is thirty-four A. True yeah. or false? It's going to be true. <laughs> <laughs> it's a compliment, really, isn't it? Thank you. It's not really a fuck though, is it? We've not measured you. Well, I d- I'm definitely, it's definitely not because my chest is 44 inches wide. So that, oh, that would... Okay. So, yeah. so, so if you, if you said what? true, you, <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> I mean, at least he's like 14 years old. He doesn't understand what's going on. Maybe because he's used to centimetres, <laughs> not inches. That's why. <laughs> uh, oh, um, film, right, like, can I do film? Is that right? Yeah, I know yeah. Some film. Anything you want. I think I know some film things. Uh, 
Okay. Uh, the film Jaws, this is quite long. I'll do it quickly. The film Jaws, uh, the sound effect uh, for when the shark comes out of the water and goes back in mm -hmm. is made from uh, water being poured on a pavement. True or false? Good. That's a good question. Thank you. There's still some people at the back. Some got, uh, The girls are split here at the front. First, one gone true, one false. One will stay in. They could be playing the long game on this. <laughs> 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 What's the answer? Uh, it's false oh. uh, because it was Coca-Cola on a pavement. Oh. Good that fact. Was, that explains Trixie. the fizz. Uh, I have just been to the gym before I came here. <laughs> true or false? <laughs> You're doing the whole True show. Or false. <laughs> <laughs> True or false? If you're a regular podcast listener, you might know. It is false on this occasion, though I usually do. Would you just I use, use the vending the machines and then go <laughs> home? <laughs> do they still have vending machines in gyms? Yeah? yeah. Your, your boobs are coming on champion. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can I do another film on? Is that all right? Who's I've still, who's still in at the back? How, who's how many people are still in at the back? It's hard because they're not sitting down. No one. So is it just we're down so to four or five? There's a lady or a gentleman there. It's very dim and it's not. <laughs> it's, it's, a it's a lady or a man wearing women's clothing. It's one of the, one of the two. Like, never judge, never judge, never prejudge. Uh, the film, uh, I sort of know facts about films, sorry. Uh, the film director, Ridley Scott, who directed uh, Blade Runner, yeah, Alien, that yeah. sort of thing, uh, he is from my hometown of True South Shields. South Shields. True, gone there. Yeah, we're going to whittle them down here. Some, yeah, what's the answer? It's true. It is true. So sit down and you said false. It's not going fast enough. Let me have a think. Oh. <laughs> how many have we uh, got left? How many have we got? One. Wait, how many have we got? Three. Three left? No, four left. Kenneth Kendall, the newsreader, <laughs> is alive. Went, went to Christ, studied at Christ Church College, Oxford. Is that true or false? I know a lot of facts about Kenneth Kendall. <laughs> so who's who's still in? We got who's still in? You're still in? You've gone for false? You just do you two, is that it? And the lady has gone for true. So three trues, one false. It's false. He's, uh, he went to Corpus Christi College. Hey. Yeah. Come on, come up here. What's what's your name? Catherine. Catherine, you've won a forty-pound uh, thing, uh, some stuff. There it is. There it is. There. You can get those DVDs from www.gofasterstrike.com. You've also got some tickets too. I'm going to give the others. That's Gavin Webster. Just and. They're very good. Everything at the stand is fantastic. Oh, and I don't give you yeah, more, Gavin. Especially good Wilson. shows, though. But not, they're better than this. So most of them have, uh, you know, written a script beforehand. Uh, so, and then uh, they we'll have got you in them, so they they'll not be that good. That's true. <laughs> they could all be improved by me standing there, just being just, rude about yeah, the person. Yeah, just looking jealous. <laughs> next year's, <laughs> next year's show. I might just come to all of other people's shows and just heckle. That might be my. <laughs> The King of Edinburgh. <laughs> I'll be to follow you around like yeah. a Hyde Piper. I'll let, I'll let people know which gigs I'm going to be at. It might help your numbers. Don't worry, Sarah. Oh, I'll thanks, come to you. Thanks very much. You're so giving. There you Thank go. You. Gavin Webster for you. There's a lady over there can, who did quite well in the competition. Can I have Margaret Berman? There was another lady. Who was there? Was, was there someone over there who was in it for quite... Uh, oh, yeah, she's coming around. She's well, already coming around. And uh, we'll give you, you can go and see... Gavin Webster is genuinely brilliant. You'll love that. So go and uh, go and, and see that. So fantastic. I think we've uh, pretty much done, we're pretty much done, Sarah. Okay. Thank you very much for indeed for coming along. Will you give a massive round of applause to the fantastic and gorgeous... <laughs> too late! It's too Sarah late! Millican. Beauty's on the inside sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, she hit me. She hit me. And please, Sarah Pascoe, give it up for Sarah Pascoe. We've got a day off from this. We'll be back next week with loads more stuff. I'm at the Cow Barn at 8.50. Still tickets available for me tonight if you want to come see me. Come and heckle. Thank you very much. See you. See you next time. Thank you. Thanks.